1: stream it and they scream it's the tash show everybody hacking everybody just wants more with the action hip-hop jones got the music blasting better watch out that's all he's asking over like bro he keeps it real he's no joker original he's no poser no competition he's the owner there i'm moving speakers closer because it's time to tune in to the tash
0: show oh yeah all right all right here we go tash show action thank you everybody for checking out this podcast. Oh, podcast. I can say that word now. I can say it because when I'm doing podcasts, which this is, well, it's a podcast. So thanks for downloading this show at uh, radio.com on the app radio.com or radio.com itself. Or maybe you downloaded it over at uh, iTunes or Spotify or TuneIn. Much appreciated. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the love. We'll do a live Taz show this week. We are on the cusp of show 500. Not telling you which day we're doing that yet, but that some gun is coming at you very soon. That's all I'm telling you. So thank you everybody for checking out this edition of the show. It's very much appreciated. Um, had to change some stuff up. Uh, we don't have actually don't have the KFJ in this episode. He is going to be producing. This is me, Solo Jones. Yes, Solo Jones. That's me right here. So doing this deal here, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. I wanted to talk uh, in this episode about. Um, I know there's a lot of been a lot of changes with my show and a lot of stuff, but I'll get into some of that stuff later but i wanted to talk about kevin owens and because i got a chance to watch the uh, 365 uh, um i think that's what they just i think they just called 365 uh, kevin owens I, I guess that's i've never watched these before on the wwe network but i have to say it was pretty cool um did i think it was awesome no i thought it was good uh, i love kevin i think uh I think the way the production of it was done, like the quality was cool, but um, I'll get into what I liked and what I didn't like. Um, um, well, because there's something I want to say about Kevin that I, I related to right away. I, I'll tell you about the things I did like and didn't like. How about that? I'll do that first. I'm trying to make up my mind here. So it's, it's you know, sometimes I could, you know, you know how I am. You people that, that listen, you people that listen to my show all the time or watch my show, for all this time, know that sometimes my brain will go one way as I'm going another way. It's like my, it's like, you know, cars going one way, another car's coming at you another way. You're not paying attention, you get drilled. That happens. You never know. You gotta watch. It could happen. Dangerous, you know what I'm saying? So that could happen, but uh, that's not the case here. We're good. Okay, so here's the gimmick. What I liked was, um, well, let me tell you, what I didn't like, what I didn't like was I felt like now I don't want to I don't want to contradict myself. So bear with me here. What I didn't like was I felt like there was not enough behind the scenes feel. There was some for sure. There was, you know, you see him getting out and walking out of a hotel a lot, getting in a, in a car service that the company provided. And, you know, um, uh, you see some stuff backstage, uh, him walking around or talking to guys and stuff like that. But it was and, and and it was a it felt like a a at the end of the day it, to explain it in a sentence what i watched the 365 kevin owens it felt like just a one year recap of what he's done on camera like that like meaning on tv as a wrestler you know all his um you know, his friendship with Finn Balor was cool, showing that. And he'd become a universal champ, meaning Kevin Owens. And and then his stuff with AJ, he's done and and, uh, and everything. And uh, they showed you, you know, a ton of that and, and, and culminating to his his second WrestleMania. And, and you felt that. And it was cool. I just felt like, you know, it was it was a lot of just stuff that we knew. Um, except, now this is the part that I did like. So maybe, maybe... Maybe I'm on the fence about loving this thing or not. How about that? Because what I did like was they showed you a lot of, not a lot, a good chunk of Vince McMahon interacting a little bit from the gorilla position with Kevin Owens. So where he didn't like a match, I think it was rest, one of his WrestleMania matches, and then uh, I don't remember the pay per view. You know me, I'm not good with remembering the names. The, follow, the next time, like months and months later, or ha- almost a year later, Vince being happy with the match, uh, you know, so uh, that he had with AJ. Um, uh, yeah, with AJ when Shane McMahon was the ref. So, you know, I I don't know. I felt like um, the the you don't normally get a chance to see Vince interact backstage you know Vince wasn't on camera I mean, he was on camera I shouldn't say he was okay he, he wasn't sitting down getting interviewed I should say he wasn't doing that if he didn't watch it he was just in the gorilla position and um where Kevin would go up and you know I, I talked about that in the past in the Taz show you know you wrestle for WWE and you you know Vince McMahon usually is the the first the last face you see when you go to the ring and most of the times the first face you see when you come backstage because he's right there in the gorilla position so you hope for a thumbs up. I, I I've talked about how the thumbs up from Vince goes a long way when you get that. That is when you get a thumbs up. That's just it. Just feels great. It feels like like you got a nice uh, a pop from the audience type of thing. You know what I mean? It just it just feels like all right. You did something good, Sonny. Good job. The boss is happy. I'm good. You know what I mean? It feels right. You know what I'm saying? When Vince gives that thumbs up, it's just a, it's a lovely feeling. But you also get sometimes boo-boo face, Vince, where he doesn't make eye contact, or he, he's you know he's just not engaging with you. Uh, that's not fun. Uh, Kevin did what you normally don't do, and, <laughs> and you normally don't seek out Vince to find out. It's the gimmick of what you don't know won't hurt you uh, type deal. So you know, as an announcer, that was always our routine. I can promise you that. Uh, as an announcer, you did not ever go up to vince in gorilla and say what'd you think of our call boss (laughs) what are you a schmuck you don't do that Uh -uh -uh. if he loved it you'll know Uh, if he doesn't didn't like it you'll know that too so most of the times because she calls so many shows you just walk by don't do a michael cole sprint because he would like kind of hustle fast and i'm like easy that champ you know God, slow down, and and he'd fly away, run away while I'm sitting there, and you know, smooth Joe walking, Joe cool, uh, ready to take the bullet from Vince. Ah, uh, Taz, come here, grab uh, a second. Uh, what? Thanks, Vince, appreciate it. Yeah, you know, that that's 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 the normal routine there. So, um, uh, but you know, Cole would just hustle and get out of the way. Uh, he was smart. I wasn't smart. But the thing is, uh, it was cool. That they showed Vince backstage a lot. That that part was cool. It, you know, it um it just didn't it just like I said it felt like it just it just was a um a, a, a follow up or just a whole thing. I know that's what three sixty five is. I mean don't don't you know I'm not dumb. I get that. I I, I understand it's a year three hundred sixty five days in a year. I got it. Hello, but I just thought there'd be a little bit more. Um, more pull back the curtain so fans can see what goes on backstage you know that that's all um and you know me at times I'm guilty of nitpicking so maybe I'm nitpicking a little bit but uh I do do that as you guys know um but something so at the end of the day if you didn't watch it I would say yeah check it out you should check it out it it was cool if you're especially if you're a Kevin Owens fan you'll love it um if you're an AJ Styles fan, you love it. There was a there was a good good amount of chunk on it on on AJ, even though it wasn't about AJ. And Finn Balor, there was a good chunk on Finn. Uh, there was a cool cool bit there where where Kevin was um in the back of a uh, SUV a car service. I guess I think going to WrestleMania it was and and he saw AJ Styles in the car next to him. It was AJ was in the passenger seat. I couldn't tell who was driving though. And in the back seat, it was Charlotte and another female wrestler because kevin owens looked back there and said hey gals or girls whatever he said um he said one day we'll all be champions again well he was right but uh <laughs> so it, it was cool seeing him and aj do that like talk to each other while they're driving on the road getting ready to go uh, go to the building at uh at, you know at wrestlemania i think that that was pretty cool i thought it was cool anyway um so uh, that part i liked um you know the thing that was uh the thing that i was i was saying in the beginning of this particular episode of the Taz show, what I was saying was that I thought was that I, I was able to relate to KO to Kevin Owens, you know, um, look, you know, he, 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 they really did a good job with the production of this part of it. And with Kevin explaining his side of the fact that he puts a plethora of pressure on himself at all times and he is never content or happy with anything that's going on in his career. Now, I've never really talked about that much during my prime ever, like publicly. Uh, I didn't do that. Uh, I never talked about that. I don't think I did. If I did, I can't remember, but I doubt I did. But that's really the gospel truth. If my wife was watching this 365 Kevin Owens thing and she saw that part, she would crack up and walk out of the room because I could not begin to tell you how many times she over the years of my career has told me, hey, dummy look around and smell the roses a little bit you, you, you're having a great career you know during my years in ECW and all that and going into the WWE like I was just never had ECW I was just never happy meaning what my either uh, not my performance I, I you know I was hard on myself but I was never content with um you know the level of me getting over with the fans even though I, I knew I ended up getting over pretty good um I was just very competitive and it was a very competitive locker room. Most of the ECW crew during that era, we were all very competitive guys. And so, you know, um, but I um, I was hard on myself, very hard on myself all the time. And then once I got to WWE and I became a commentator, I was even worse because I was a little bit out of my comfort zone because I wasn't in the ring and I had to learn how to become a, a broadcaster and learn how to become an announcer. And, you know, um, Jerry the King Lola was looked at as – you know, he was the man. He was the really the only color commentator at that time in the company. So and they loved him. You know, Vince loved him and 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 the bosses loved him. Kevin Dunn and these guys, they all loved him. So I felt like, well, I, I want to do better than, than Jerry. You know, it was nothing against Jerry. It was just me being competitive, you know. So, um, you know, I don't know. I I I when Kevin Owens was talking about that, I really was able to gravitate with what he was saying. And he said it, A good amount throughout the, I mean, I don't want to say throughout, it was a good chunk of the uh, special, the 365. Kevin basically explained, you know, he did state and say... How tough he was on himself, and he just never was happy with anything he's done. And uh, as he, and I respect that, I understand that, and he really does a good job of being honest with the audience. You could tell, and he's sincere in this. In this, you could tell he's sincere, and you could see that it, that he tortures himself with this. And I, you know, I, I'm sure there's a lot of wrestlers or other pro athletes that do the same thing, or maybe people in their workplace, maybe maybe not even be a public. You know persona, and you do the same thing. You you know any male or female that's competitive or wants to be the best, I think would do that. But I do think there are a lot of people that are successful that were more successful than me as wrestlers. I know that that were able to enjoy themselves um, during the push, during the run. You know, I I um I wasn't like that, and I'm I'm you know I, I regret it. You know, I I I regret it now. So I I could see what Kevin Owens is saying. You know. I always had a fear and, you know, I had a long talk a long time ago, as you guys know, with Kevin Owens before he went to WWE and I never actually met Kevin, but uh, you could tell the guy's drive and his desire. And, but in this gimmick here, this 365, you really could tell this guy's desire in his heart. And, and I could relate to him even more than I did when I spoke to him, uh, you know, several years ago, because, um, you, you know you don't want to be complacent and that's what happens you know you you feel like if you start uh resting on your laurels and you just get complacent that that's a great way to get passed by you know and because there's this you know you, you work your ass off to get to the top you bust your frigging ass to get to the top most people do anyway and um and once you get there you know now it's like okay not only do i want to stay here but I want to knock those people away from my feet as I'm on the mountain trying to climb the mountain and grab my ankles and my feet and pull me off the ankle, uh, pull me off the mountain. You know what I'm saying? So I, I really believe that, um, you know, uh, I really believe that uh, complacency could be the worst thing for anybody in their in their career or life, uh, no matter what male or female and what you do for a living. In my opinion, but and I think Kevin. Owens seems like he's a guy who will not be complacent, you know, I respect the hell out of him for that Um, I know I was that way and I'm still that way um uh that's why for me now during this time where my shows because of the merger happened and the physical move of equipment leaving the gimmick clubhouse on a regular basis and (laughs) uh, last time i was there last week and we were shooting live video and it wasn't the regular camera that they usually had on me it was another camera and i was not happy with the camera and i was embarrassed how bad it looked and it's no one's fault it's just that you know uh uh, CBS took the camera and then, uh, uh the people at the had a different camera because it was a, uh, um, what do you call it? A, a stand-in camera. And it just wasn't to my liking. And it's just, it's just, you know, it's just, we're in a, we're in a flux. So my point in talking about that is because it, it makes me feel like, um, I'm not giving the best shows I can give, you know, uh, last week we had this whole thing with, as you know, with Dennis where he's gone from the show and and it was, there was a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes and I I didn't have the right equipment, so some of the podcasts that we dropped, I was not happy uh, with the way the audio sounded for me. I'm, I'm picky. I get crazy because I, I, I didn't have the right... Now I'm good. I got the right equipment and we're straight. But, you know, it's just... I'm not a complacent I don't get complacent so during this time of flux and things are changing and all this it makes me crazy you know makes me crazy because I feel like I'm not putting out the best product you know and I'm I'm not being a martyr I'm shooting with you guys and you know um <clears throat> every once in a while you get a hater that acts that tries to trigger you and stuff and make you clickbait and stuff. And you know, you, you try your best not to let that shit bother you because that's just you know what you know the agenda there. But at the end of the day, I do take pride in being honest with you guys and and letting you guys know the truth on everything, you know. So that's why. And that that comes with not being complacent. That comes with putting pressure on yourself. And when you put pressure on yourself, you put pressure on the others that work around you. Uh, which is something else that happened with any producer I've had on the Taz show. I do put pressure on those guys because I put pressure on me. <clears throat> now, the pressure, well, you know what? I guess I can go to break. And then on the other side of break, because uh, I, I have to take a break. the other side of break, I guess I can get into talking about that. That's probably the best way to do this. So that's what I shall do. So... I will rock and roll, going to break, other side of break. I'll talk a little more about the Kevin Owens 365. Get into uh, tightening up some stuff about the Taz Show and everything, and uh, maybe try to give you a little bit more insight, which is hard, because I still can't say everything, and that's not me BSing you. So bear with me. Taz Show. Sit tight. Be right back. we go, rocking and rolling, rocking and rolling, Taz Show, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back, okay, uh, Podcast City right here, been talking about the 365, Kevin Owens deal, Um, it's kind of a quick pod to drop for you guys here, kick your week off the right way, you know what I'm saying, that's how we do it, that's how we do it, everything's been in a flux, as they say, and changes and all this stuff in 2018, well, we're going to get talking about that in a little bit here try to give you the best info i can on that um we'll see <laughs> i don't say too much and get in trouble <coughs> excuse me pardon me <laughs> pardon me <laughs> easy pop for the crap what the heck's going on anyway i digress so um so here's the deal yo. here's the deal here's the deal um kevin thing. check it out it's pretty badass it's not bad he, he really shows you that how much he cares about his performance and himself as a, as a competitor, as a wrestler, he gets in in deep with it. I do think that it, it felt my only negative, like I said, it felt like it was a little bit of um, it was just a recap of what he's done as a wrestler, um, which I they can do that in a package, a video package that just airs on Raw. You know what I mean? So, uh, that that that's why I was a little bit like that's the part I didn't like. It didn't feel too much. I mean, that's just, I, don't, I don't want to talk on both sides of my mouth because some parts of it felt like an exclusive, but some parts of it didn't feel exclusive. You know what I mean? Like, again, like I said, the Vince stuff was cool. I mean, they showed some stuff with Kevin and his son. So, you know, uh, and that's his prerogative as far as his family and privacy and all that, whoever he wants to have on. I, that's his choice, I would assume so. And I i I don't, I don't assume that. I actually know that because I've been through that. So, you know, which I WWE does a great job of that If if you want to incorporate... Um, your family and stuff like that, that's your prerogative or your family's prerogative. So, you know, I just—I always figure fans just know that. The WWE does not, this I will tell you, this is where they're really cool. Like, if they're doing a special on you, and uh, they might say, um, if you want to have any family members on, you can. That's up to you, and that's it. And they leave it up to you. They do not put any pressure on the talent. To have their husband, their wife, their boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, mom, or dad, or children on there, they don't do that. They don't do. They don't work that way. I promise you that they don't. I've never ever heard of that or seen that. Um, I, you know, I just wanted to say that because I, I assume that some wrestling fans might think that you know Vince and these people are. Tyrants And they're like, no, you work for us. You have to do this. Uh, you know, we want to talk to your wife. Get her on camera. I want to fire her. That doesn't happen. So uh, <laughs> don't do that. That doesn't happen. So uh, but, you know, a, a, yeah, look, for the most part, it was cool. Um, it was cool to have Michael Rappaport voicing it over. I know Mike, uh, he worked. He was doing a podcast to play it. So I know Mike uh, pretty good. And uh, we, we did some appearances together for, for CBS and play it when play it was around play it's not around no more so when play it was around yeah he had a uh he's he still has a a, i think a pretty good successful podcast i think he's with boston sports or something uh good dude though he's a good guy he's definitely a solid guy so it's good to hear him do the voiceover um for the kevin owens piece but check it out it's pretty cool you know it's it's not bad i mean um um you know, they, I, the one thing I want to say—they showed—they the, showed when uh, at the garden, the house show, the live event at Master Square Garden when Kevin wrestled AJ and AJ beat him for the title. You guys remember that? And that was cool. I felt like they should have showed us more live event footage. You know, these guys are on the road. You know, Kevin's working a full time schedule, man. He's on house shows left and right. You know, I don't know why they didn't have a camera crew there covering that, like more of that. Like, show them. Let me see him at house shows. Let me see him. You know, they they did show some cool clips of him in the car driving with Jericho. And that's the other thing. If you're a Chris Jericho fan, you'll love it. Chris had a good spotlight in it because they explained how much of a big fan, you know, Kevin was of Chris. And then they were doing business together. And and to Kevin, it was a big deal. Um, Which leads into... My next thing I want to say, um, and I've talked about this before, I think about Bailey and some other wrestlers in WWE. Um, I I think WWE has to really be careful sometimes with some of the talent. with uh, this feel all the time of how much of a wrestling fan all these these superstars were. Now, I know some of you guys will throw a flag at me and say, oh, no, bullshit, Taz. No, it's great. It's great. We're fans and then they make it. Then they're not, f- you know, I understand that, but you got to realize something. I broke into business like in 1986, 1987. So I, I've been around a while, you know, and I'm a little old school sometimes. And, and I believe in, you know, you can't do that too much. You, 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 the perception is reality. Okay, so you, you need to have your talent come off as massive stars, my opinion. Now, Kevin, it comes off in this that he was a big wrestling fan, which is cool and and gets in deep about it, you know, and they're pulling back the curtain a lot. And I get it. I understand it's, they're, they're shooting a little bit with showing you who this guy really is. He's a good guy. Um, I, there's a part of me that feels like I, I don't know if they should have shown that part of it. How much of a fan Kevin's been, you know, his whole life. Just because Kevin's character is a heel, he's a nasty, you know, scumbag heel and, and does a great job. Now I know we've seen when they were doing the stuff with Jericho, they show him in the Y2J shirt. Remember they showed that on Raw, whatever it was, uh, back in the back a while back when they were doing the list stuff and all that. Um, so you know we knew he was a fan, and I didn't like it then. I just feel like I just feel like like with Bailey, okay, got it. But like so many of these wrestlers, you hear like you watch NXT, ah, oh, it's this girl always wanted to be a wrestler. She always want to be a WWE superstar. This guy, I always wanted to be a WWE. You know, I I just for me, I I don't I don't believe in that. I I think, like, Baron Corbin, like, he comes off different. Like, he might have been a big fan, but he ain't going to tell you that. You know, and and that's cool to me. You know, I I think, like, it it was, um, look, like, for example, like, in my prime, like, wrestling in ECW, you know, I mean, so many of the guys were huge wrestling fans as kids, and I was a big, big wrestling fan as a kid. And so many guys, their dream was to be a wrestler. But there was one guy that that was his gimmick, and he was the only guy that really it came out about, and that was Tommy Dreamer. I mean so But that was the gimmick Tommy Dreamer He dreamed of being a wrestler It sounds so simplistic But that's what it was <laughs> So You know And and that's how That character That's why he was A, a man of the people And he was always He'd go out Like when fans were online Waiting to get in He'd go and shoot the bull With the fans on online In the freezing cold In Philly or New York Or wherever You know And 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 not just Tommy A lot of wrestlers did But that he was like The main guy That was his That was his shtick I mean and he also enjoyed it <clears throat> But you know I'm just saying Like I, I just feel like you you have to have I believe in that that separation you can't you know I, I just not separation that's the wrong word I believe you have to um, you have to have that uh, uh, that fine line of you're a star this is gonna sound very egotistical and I promise it doesn't mean to come off I don't mean to come off that way you need to have that fine line of being a star so people pay to see you from being a fan, where you're just like the guy next to you, you know. So, that's that's my only thing. Now, it's a topic that's been around the business for a long time. And look, none of what I'm saying is gonna hurt Kevin Owens. Not at all. Uh, he's still a badass. He comes off as a badass. I'm just giving my opinion on on the whole deal, you know, and just how I see it. And then you guys that listen to the show for a long time, my show. This is not new news. I've said this before. You know what I mean? Uh, but you know. I, I, I just I think Kevin because of the character I, I'm, I'm cool with him being a family man I'm meaning the gimmick them showing this being a family man for me I think that's great because he's still he's a killer he's, he's a machine he's an animal he's, he's a wrestling machine he's, he'll beat your ass he'll talk you know, shit to your face and go off on you. He's about provide provi- providing for his family, and that's that. And that character, I get it. The Kevin Owens, as a wrestling fan, I don't know, man. It's just tough for me. Um, but this was a different feel because this was, you know, pull back the curtain, break kayfabe. It's, it's the 365, and they had that connectivity they showed you because of Chris Jericho. So that part I understand. So I guess I'm a little bit on the fence on that part too was so an on the fence podcast. That should be the name of us, <laughs> because that's how I felt about the thing. I liked it, but there was parts of it that I didn't like. You know, but like I said, if you're going to watch it, check it out. It's it's not going to ruin your day. It's it's not horrible. Uh, what was the other thing? So I wanted to get into um, talk a little bit here before uh, you know. I want to get in a little bit talk about like there's a lot of fans that are wondering what's going on. You know, we know about the merger taz. We know about that the move, the physical move from going from you know midtown to downtown that the studio is changing and all that i know it sounds simple many of you guys have had jobs where you've moved locations i mean you know people have had where most of you guys maybe some of you guys have moved homes you've moved packed up and moved and i get it it happens every day in life i understand uh, you know but 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 um it's a big difference with this merger um because some of the equipment was owned by one company. Some of the other equipment was owned by another company. You know, so that'd be worked out. I was using the equipment from everywhere, uh, unbeknownst to me. I didn't know that, right? But it was all good. No, no problem. I'm just telling you, like, so some stuff's gone, um, and uh, now to go to where WWFAN is. You know, um they do a lot of live shows out of there. All the shows, not just FAN programming. So, that's a massive studio, but now they're trying to make make space for the folks from the digital department which would be podcasting and stuff like that and, and video or digital uh, video or live stream stuff because i'm not the only one that does this type of content uh for all this time for cbs there were other shows that just weren't sports related uh, well i shouldn't say that there was a baseball show they were doing in the studio next to me they were doing a sports roundup show in the studio next to me like a year ago um and it was all digital. So there were several, there's, I think there's a, I don't remember the girl's name. There's a girl that's like, kind of like a, uh, more of a show gear towards women. Uh, she has a, very successful uh i think her last name is stassi I, I don't remember her her full name but she does a lot of digital programming and podcasting for the company so you know a lot of us uh, just, you just you know right now everything's changing so now the stuff with dennis jones the former producer of the taz show you know a lot of folks thought he was collateral damage of this merger and he was not that this had nothing to do with that dennis had nothing to do with that 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 that's the truth. Um, for those that saw what I said on Facebook uh, and watched the Facebook live post that I did on whatever the heck day that was, it was probably Wednesday because Thanksgiving was Thursday. Oh, happy belated Thanksgiving, by the way, folks. A little late. Better late than never on that. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Good for you guys. Um, Okay. Uh, what was that Wednesday then? So Wednesday. Yeah, it must have been Wednesday. So Wednesday, I, I you know... I did a Facebook live post and I explained I had not heard from Dennis since he was relieved of his duties on my show. Now he still works for the company, he just doesn't work on my show. Um, I've texted him, I've called him, I've emailed him. up until thanksgiving uh and then i kind of tapped out because the guy obviously doesn't want to talk to me so (laughs) i'm being frank and honest with you guys i told him before i even posted the tweet that that he was gone from the show i said dude i want to give you a chance to you know just i don't want to do you know i just want you you got to talk to me you got to say something and he just was not getting back to me ever at all and there were other people that we work with that he's been talking to so I don't. I've got to be honest with you, um, uh, and I would tell Dennis, "It's no problem." I would just. I'm just su- surprised that that's how things are going to be. I have no idea why. This is me just being honest with you guys. I have no idea why. Look, like I've said before, I have. Um, I I can be tough on the producers. Um, most talent are tough on the producers and they're tough on themselves. I said this earlier. I've said it in the past when the captain left. But, you know, the cool thing was like when Robbie left too, like Robbie... You know, Robbie was a professional and talked on the air and came out. Captain gave a lot of no I was mad at Captain because, he, you know, he 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 left for for uh, another opportunity, which is awesome. And I still talk to, to Captain once in a while, and he's doing good and, and, and all that. So we're cool. And I talked to Robbie, too. Uh, Seth and Kelsey's guys. Obviously, I see all the time. And, and Crying Brian. Um, video Brian was the video producer. I don't talk to Video Brian much, but I hear he's doing pretty good. He's a good dude. And Handsome Johnny, well, let's be honest... He's just handsome. We know that. You know what I mean? He's just a handsome fella. So, uh, he's floating around somewhere. I don't know. I haven't talked to him, but he's good. The thing is, like, these guys left the show... You know, um, and they, I'm not saying you have to come on the air and say goodbye to the audience or have closure, but at least behind the scenes, I was hoping that Dennis would do that and he didn't. And I don't even want to talk about this, but I have to, I feel my obligation to tell you guys that because, you know, Dennis has been part of a whole bunch of Taz shows and he's was, he gave some great entertainment and was great on the show, um, you know, uh look, there was times during some production things at the end of the show where some things weren't done the right way, but many producers had those same issues and it's stuff that gets worked out. <clears throat> but, you know, um there's some other things I just can't get into, and I just won't. Because to be frank with you guys, some of it's no one's business, um, with the company and and producers and talent and business things. That if something's not right or whatever, and why? So I don't even have to. Like my boss said, and, and my wife said. I mean, I've had people say, and I've said this to you guys recently. Like I'm guilty of that. I say too much because I'm so honest for you guys as much as I can, and. You know, uh, and I'm—I really can't really be any more honest than I'm being with you guys. I have not talked to the man, um, and I don't know why. I mean, um, I, honestly, uh, just to pull back the curtain. And I've said this while Dennis was on the show, while Dennis was in the studio with me, or if I was on the air, uh, if we were doing a Skype live gimmick with me and, and Dennis was at the Gimmick Clubhouse and I was at the Rage Cave. <clears throat> I've said this many times, and Dennis admits, would admit it to you too. He he and I really didn't talk much at all, and, and Anthony too. Um, I don't talk much to, to these guys. They don't talk much to me when we're not on the air. It really just didn't happen. Um, but unless it was something business-related, but you know uh you know we we <laughs> and by the way Anthony I mentioned the Anthony is still, you know he's still right now part of the show there's no there's no issues with Anthony at all he's cool so we're good there um, I I can't get I I can't, I don't feel comfortable getting into any more about Dennis well why is he gone what ha- I just can't I just can't get into it it's just that simple it's just that simple but look people get fired from jobs every day people get released from jobs and get released from positions every day the guy's not gone from the company he's still getting paid he still works in the company he's just not on my show um which is fine right now because my show is all over the place so (laughs) one day it's a podcast one day it's not so you know but you guys are sticking with me which i appreciate it um so that's the long and short of it about Dennis now about and I wish I wish him nothing but the best in the future I really do and I mean that um as far as the 2018 and Taz and this and that the Taz show I'm, I'm not sure what's going on I know that I've been talking to management about a lot of different things and I've been having a lot of meetings for the past month and a half there's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of it's positive and uh there could be some other opportunities there um uh so, and, but I, like like Seth and I, when Seth was on recently with me, I think Seth said it, and I'm paraphrasing, but I no, no matter what happens in 2018, I'll still be giving some, if, if it's not the Taz show every day live, because uh, it, 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 that could still continue, if it's not, I will continue to give wrestling content to you guys, you know. Uh, during the week. It's going to happen in 2018. That's going to happen. So I don't want you to think that's not going to happen. Um, there, but there are some things going on, positive things, not negative things, that I just, you know, I, I should be able to, and I know I feel like the boy cried wolf because I keep saying very soon, very soon, but... You know, it's business And most of you people understand that It's just business I can't get into too much detail Because I'm not allowed uh, From uh, my attorneys uh, To to CB uh, Well, Anticom and, and and management and stuff And business things So, you know I just I can't get into details But I can tell you It's nothing negative It's it's positive um, So, which is, I'm blessed I'm happy about So um, So we got show 500 Coming up this week And And um, Someone I don't remember who I'm sorry I'm not I'm not even looking I'm just doing this podcast right I'm not even I'm not even looking at the internet I'm just kind of doing this right straight up you know Jones um, I somebody asked about well, you mentioned there's gonna be a, a, most probably a very big guest on the show uh, is that still standing so far Yes it is That's why I didn't want to say the name but <laughs> I'm just This is a podcast of <laughs> on the fence Jones. And I can't say nothing, basically, about some of the stuff. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I, I I guess I guess I should wrap up. I don't know. <laughs> but but anyway, good stuff's coming. Good stuff's coming. Um, I I uh, I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to 2018. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. So um, and like I said, don't worry. I I I give you guys wrestling content and if anything changes that part won't, I will give you wrestling content um, for those that, enjoyed my wrestling chatter and and uh, and scuttlebutt and all these other good words so you know what I'm saying so that's how it goes so um, this this is just a quicker podcast because I'm gonna get ready to wrap this sun up right now and uh, and that's the deal but I do appreciate you guys how much you support the show and support me I really do and uh, and I couldn't thank you enough I mean that from the bottom of my heart so uh, we'll probably do a, a raw reaction I'm able have Seth involved with that and uh, most probably a smackdown a Raw Pod and a SmackDown Pod probably. We'll probably do a live show from the Gimmick Clubhouse this week, too. So um, just follow the Bouncing Ball known as the Taz Show right now, guys. I'm sorry, but it's just the way it goes. And there's n- nothing much more I can do about it right now, kids. So that's how it is. So I appreciate everybody, all the downloads, all the support, all the love. And I mean that, again, sincerely. All right, guys, look, I'm Taz, you're not. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Adios. Have a good one.
1: in my space and screen name. I play ball all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering.